you're listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Behrens, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Behrens, 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tactical Kitchen Show. Today, we are talking to Helen Taylor. And what episode number is this? This is going to be episode number 48. Are you... Are you sure? No, I'm sorry. That was 48. It's we number, always mess up the... It's number 49. We always mess up the episode number. <laughs> we lost an episode that one time. We just totally forgot yep. the number and said it wrong. Yeah, we have a lost episode out there somewhere. We don't know. Really. Oh, no. Yeah. So we are having, like you said, Helen Taylor today on our podcast. And you guys that listen to us know that we're technically... A keto show. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk a lot about diet, a lot about my favorite topic, digestion. But we also like to talk to people who I think are awesome humans. Right. And Helen happens to be one of those awesome humans that I wanted to talk to. So this is a little bit of personal greed on my part. <laughs> um, if you listen to last week's episode, you know I mentioned her in that podcast episode and that. I started following Helen on Instagram and started feeling really inspired by what she was doing in her workouts. And just, I like it when I see someone over 40 that is so inspiring. And I'm, I'm calling out your age because I know, Helen, that you talk about your age a lot on your Instagram. And this is the kind of of person that I want to be around. So that's why I wanted to have you on today's podcast. So if you can maybe introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about who you are. Well, first of all, thank you so much for your kind words. I really appreciate that. I am very honored and excited to be a part of your show and that you even asked me. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, As you mentioned, I'm Helen Taylor. I am 51, and I have have a love and passion for physical fitness and for food and just eating right and eating healthy and, and just doing whatever I can do to stay healthy, to stay moving, to stay active, um, and to stay relevant. I, um, I, I just have a passion for um, the aging athlete, the aging um, person that we don't become irrelevant and, and just kind of get forgotten. I, I just have a passion for letting people know that we are out here and we are important and that we do amazing things. There are people in my age group that, that are just amazing athletes in so many areas and so many uh, different backgrounds. And so, first of all, the way that I found you was looking at, I've been interested in CrossFit for a long time. And so people that listen to us may or may not know what CrossFit is, 
but looking on Instagram under CrossFit Masters, the hashtag CrossFit Masters is really how I came across you because I started following that hashtag. And if you can explain to someone what that even means, first of all, if somebody doesn't know what CrossFit is and then what a CrossFit Masters athlete is. Um, well, uh, CrossFit is basically taking functional movements from you know everyday life and putting them into practice in, in, in a variety of ways, from weightlifting to gymnastics to cardio. And we, you know, it, we use a variety of those type of training uh, drills and skills to uh, do things like you've seen me try to practice muscle ups and um, Olympic lifts and, you know, back squats. And, and of course, you've got your cardio in there running and rowing and, you know, skiing and jump rope and all that. And we just combine all of them together to try to, to make you as fit as you can be, um, whether it's just in physical fitness in general, or for a specific sport. And that's how I got started into CrossFit. Um, CrossFit Masters um, is a category that CrossFit has um, created for age groups 35 to 39 um, is one age group, and 35 starts the CrossFit Masters. And it goes all the way up to 60. So you have um, these amazing groups of people from you know, 40s to 50s and 60s who are doing incredible things like Olympic lifting and gymnastics and um, all of these things combined. And it's just really exciting and inspiring and, and um, motivating. And so I love that. Yeah. And so you're a CrossFit uh, coach as well. And so you have your CrossFit, is it the L1? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I am on L1. So that's a first level CrossFit coach. And I'm also a personal trainer and also have a certificate in uh, sports and exercise nutrition, but I'm not a nutritionist. Um, or a dietitian or anything like that. Um, it's just nutrition based specifically for sports and exercise. Um, my journey though is, is interesting because I didn't start CrossFit un, uh, until I was 49. So I'm relatively a CrossFit rookie. I always say that, you know, I'm a 51 year old rookie in CrossFit. So, uh, <laughs> I, I did not start very early on, so I have a lot of uh, work to do and have been doing a lot of work. So and before CrossFit, she had some other things. You had some other things that you were doing. I noticed, like you, yeah. you don't just do CrossFit. No, I uh, my background is martial arts, so I am a fourth degree black belt in Taekwondo, and also have had some Krav Maga training. Uh, my um, my dojo, my uh, martial arts school is also certified in Krav Maga. So there, that was, that's also been a part of our um, training there. So I've been doing martial arts for most of my life. That's where I, um, that's where my physical fitness journey has really started. Um, martial arts has been an incredible tool for me to, to teach me discipline, self-control and, um, just a way to help you deal with pain, you know, of all sorts of pain, physical pain, emotional pain. It really disciplines you to find a place 
inside of you to go and be able to handle it. So um, that's where my journey started, um, has been in martial arts. And I'm currently taking some time off of martial arts um, and focusing right now just on uh, CrossFit competition. So trying to train for that. Yeah, because that's a lot of training. I mean, like how how often are you training, uh, you know, for your competitions? Um, right now, um, I, I train five days a week right now with two rest days. Um, I've done uh, several local competitions. I try to do several of them, you know, throughout the year. And then the big competition is training for the CrossFit Open. And then once you reach, uh, if you can make the, uh, the top 200 in your age group for the CrossFit Open, then you move on to the age group online qualifier, which is starting tomorrow. Wow. And yeah, so that's the big one. That's what, um, you know, I, I've been working very hard towards. And, but only the top 10 out of those 200 uh, will make it to the games, the CrossFit games. Wow. So you've, you've made it to the qualifier? Yes, the top 200. Okay, I don't know if people really understand what that means. <laughs> because I go out and some of these workouts that come out from CrossFit, um, that are the qualifying workouts for something like the age online qualifier. Um, you go out and you do them and you're like, you think you've done really well. And then you look at the times of some of the other people who are in the top 200 and you're like, I am barely moving. I don't, I don't even understand how someone does this workout that quickly. So congratulations, because that is not, anything easy at all the work that has to go into that and and being you know like you said new in CrossFit but I mean oh my gosh the fact that you're in that group is amazing those, those workouts are tough they are I, I I I am right there with you because that's exactly how I feel I I think wow, I've done really good. And then I look at some of the other people in my age group and I think, no, I haven't. <laughs> oh, you're, like, you're, you're just amazed at the ability of the human body when we think at this age that it's time to kind of rest and pull back and not, not exert ourselves too much. You know, we're going to get hurt. Um, you know, my mother's posting on my stuff all the time. You're going to get hurt, you know, and, um, but she says that to me all the time and I get annoyed with her. I'm like, don't say that. Yeah. Cause you know, you're out here. And, I mean, yesterday for the first time I, I, I've learned now to do pull-ups. I've gotten to that place, but I did a weighted pull-up yesterday and was just so proud. And then I realized in the workout, there was four rounds of six weighted pull-ups and that you think you've just got so much farther to go. But at this age and at our age to be able to, to say, this is a new goal. I'm going to do this next muscle ups, bar muscle ups, like you were saying is so inspiring. And I always say, if somebody wants to be inspired, just go watch the YouTube CrossFit masters competition and you, it's going to make you want to get off your couch. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. The people are just amazing at what they can do and what their body uh, can accomplish at, 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 in the age groups that, that they're in. In our age group, uh, the 50 to 54, it's just incredible to me what 
these people are capable of doing. And I'm just just trying to chase everybody, you know, just trying to uh, stay, you know, stay behind them and, 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 and just try to keep going and do the best I can. It's, uh, it's not easy because I, have, I haven't mastered the bar muscle up or the ring muscle up. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm barely, I, I can barely walk on my hands for more than two or three feet, you know, and these people are walking in obstacles and, you know, up and down plates. And so I have a ways to go, but, but I like the chase. I like yeah. to push myself and I like to, um, constantly be trying to see what I can do and what my body can do. Um, and, and, and there's an important story behind that. Um, my way of thinking and why I want to, and why I feel like I want to chase and just keep pushing myself and keep forcing myself to learn new things, even at age you know, 51. Um, so I don't know if you want to hear it. Oh, no. We absolutely, we want, absolutely to hear it. want to hear the story behind the why. Well, um, and I'm, it's emotional. So I'm going to try to try to, um, you know, keep it together here. But um, the reason I started CrossFit was um, about five years ago, my mom, were, we were super close. Um, she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and with dementia and if you know anything about Alzheimer's uh, and dementia, it's just heartbreaking. It's devastating to see someone you love and the way you've known them their, your whole life, the way you've known them all of a sudden slowly change and become someone that, that just is just someone you don't know and you can't understand why they're doing things and why they're doing them. And um, well, my mom was diagnosed and uh, it was it was devastating for me. It was so hard to see her uh, change and and become someone that she wasn't. You know, she became angry and she was confused and always just frustrated and and you know um, and it was just it, it, like I said, she just became someone you didn't really recognize or, or know. And I had a hard time dealing with that. Um, I, I mentioned to you earlier before we started the recording, um, I'm Greek, 100%. My parents came from Greece, were immigrants here in this country. So in our culture, um, you know, Greek was my first language. I didn't know how to speak English till I was in first grade. Um, so in our culture, you know, we're very, very close. And, and the daughter uh, does a lot of the caretaking. You know, we take care of our parents and, and it's expected of us. And you know, I tried to take care of my mom and, and it, and I just couldn't, I, I, you know, it was just really hard to try to, um, handle her illness, um, and, and deal with it. So I, I was having a hard time handling it and, and I was, um, you know, finding myself very stressed and, 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 and getting depressed and frustrated and, uh, and I remember um, a friend of mine saying, you know, Helen, I, you need to get your mind off of something and you need to put your mind on something that you can focus on to get your mind off of all the stress and what your mom's going through. And he happened to be a marathon runner. So he said, you need to run a marathon and we'll run it together. I'll help you. Mind you, I've never ran, not even a mile. I, I couldn't run. I've never ran. So I was thinking, What? It, but it intrigued me. And I thought, okay, why not? I think I can do this. 
So mm-hmm. we proceeded to, you know, train for a marathon. And, and, and what part of the training, because he hadn't ran a marathon in a while, um, was for us to hire a trainer, a personal trainer, to get us ready for this marathon. So we actually found a CrossFit coach to train us for this marathon. So we started um, meeting with this CrossFit coach. But mind you, I was so uh, adamant that I was not going to do CrossFit because I was too afraid. I had heard all these horror stories and I'm like, I'm not going to do CrossFit. I'm going to just have you train me for this marathon. So we would meet at the CrossFit gym. And we would not be in the class with everybody. We would be separate. And me and uh, Kevin was my, is my friend's name. And uh, we would be trained, you know, separate. And I would watch them across the room and think, wow, that's so cool what they do. And I, they were, I was just impressed by the community and the camaraderie. And they were so encouraging of each other. And I was watching them swing on the bars and, um, do handstands on, you know, their head and, and it was very, you know, climb ropes. And I was just impressed, but I was adamant. I was not going to do that because I don't want to get hurt. (laughs) So I, and and we actually did this for over a year. I trained with uh, this CrossFit coach. He's, he was amazing. Uh, His name was Nate Alice. He's uh, uh, living in California now. So he moved and, uh, so to make a long story short, we ended up, uh, I ran my first marathon, finished it, ran with my friend Kevin, and it was an amazing experience. And so much so that I ran, I think, five more since then. Yeah, so I think I've done a total of six marathons since then. Wow. Um, just kept doing it one after the other, you know, and then several halves and things like that. Um, continued to train with uh, Nate at the CrossFit gym, uh, but would not do the classes. Still, I would, you know, he always tried to push me to do them. And, and I would always come up with an excuse. Nope, I'm not getting hurt. I've got marathons to run. Um, but as my mom's illness got worse, um, and the, her, you know, she just started declining and, and things got uh, more stressful. She had to be put in a nursing home and that was really, really hard to handle. Um, and I, 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 uh, I actually, um, I made it a point to go try to see her every day at that nursing home. Cause, um, you know, she couldn't speak English so, wow. yeah, I mean, she never really got acclimated to being in the United States. Um, she never learned how to drive. She really didn't learn the language very well at all. She could understand you, but she really couldn't communicate. So I was so concerned having her there and, ma- and not sure that anyone could um, know what she wanted, you know, that yeah. anyone could understand her and that she would be, her, her needs would be met. So, um I'm, I tried to be there almost every day. I worked it around my schedule to be there every day to see her. And, um, and the, everybody who knows me knows that I was there and, and, and how much of a, a part of my life that was. Um, and so marathon running became a good escape, you know, and the training became a really good escape for me um, to uh, handle her illness and, and this disease. Yeah. And, um, and, I kept, like I mentioned, I kept training with Nate. Um, but then 
suddenly my mom became worse. She got worse and we really didn't know what had happened. Um, and this was about almost three years ago. Um, you know, she couldn't communicate, really let us know what was going on with her. And, you know, after taking her to the doctor and, and at the nursing home, trying to, you know, get her, you know, testing and getting her things was not so easy. So you had to really fight and push and things like that. So finally, I just took her to the emergency room um, and come to find out she had pancreatic cancer. Oh, um, Everything yeah, on top of everything. So she ended up being admitted into the hospital from the emergency room and never came home. And she passed away um, about two weeks later in the hospital. Um, and then uh, after she passed away, I, um, I felt like I needed something else, like another something else to take my mind off of what had happened and try to process it all and handle it all and deal with it. And I thought, you know what? I think the challenge now is going to be for me to actually um, do CrossFit and, uh, and do the classes and, and, and see how I can handle it. And I had, uh, I, that, um, she died in July and then I had been, I was, I got it, um, into the New York city marathon that year. Wow. She died in July. The New York city marathon was in November. So I started CrossFit, but it was based around finishing that marathon in November. So then I finished um, the New York city marathon. And then after that was my last marathon. And then after that, I decided to take a break and go right into CrossFit and, and, and that's the story of how I got into CrossFit and how I've stayed into CrossFit. There's been other things that I've done in between. I, I, I'm a comp- I competed mountain biking and cycling um, in between, um, but that was... Uh, that was you know, your window into, uh, into the door into CrossFit. So it was and, after my mom died. So really after yeah. November, um, it'll be three years this November that I had been officially like what you'd call like officially doing CrossFit classes and being in CrossFit, um, starting pretty much, you know, from the beginning. Cause I couldn't do any, I couldn't do any of that gymnastic stuff. And I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a gymnast, you know, I'm a martial artist. I mean, you'd think that the two would not be that far apart, but not for my body type, you know? Well, you know, and when you start looking at learning all of these new things, you know, I say, you know, after you're a child, when you start trying to do, I did gymnastics as a kid, but then when you try to go back to some of that stuff, as you get older, it's very difficult. Um, Muscle memory doesn't really matter too much there because your flexibility is different. So it's very challenging, but your story of your mom, I, I now know why I have this draw to you, um, my father and our people who listen and listen to us regularly know this, but my father had Parkinson's disease, not too, too different, you know, um, from Alzheimer's, a lot of, a, a lot of similarities. And so he passed away in 2009. And so that's how I got into all the crazy stuff that we do with nutrition. Yes, with keto. Yeah. Because there's a lot of uh, a lot of research that has uh, backed up 
Now, eating a certain way can really alter and keep uh, diseases like Alzheimer's back. Yes. You know, things, so... And so with that in mind, I know that you also have delved into that nutrition world yourself. And obviously you have to with what you do. Um, But talk to us a little bit about that, your take on what you have to do to stay healthy at a certain age for all the things that you're doing and how to prevent injury? Because nutrition has a lot to do with prevention of injury. Oh, absolutely. The inflammation that that can come up in our joints uh, is a big part of how we eat. Um, Well, you know, when going back to my mom, when she was first diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I thought, oh, no. I'm doomed, you know, um, and then the pancreatic cancer, you know, came into play, and my dad had passed away several years before of a heart attack, so with all these things, I thought, oh, I'm doomed, I need to really uh, get my nutrition in order and start doing some research, especially with Alzheimer's, and um, I also noticed a change in, in me, um, Quite early on in my upper 40s, I had started uh, menopause um, a little earlier than I think uh, maybe most. Um, I I started the symptoms uh, probably around uh, 49, and now I'm in, you know, full-fledged postmenopausal. So that was another big uh, reason for my uh, nutrition change and the research that I have done just to uh, eat better. And, and eat healthier. And, and I, I started by eliminating processed food um, and sugar. Uh, those were my two biggest components and starting to uh, switch as much as I possibly could to organic, you know, free range chicken, uh, meat without any antibiotics or hormones, you know, grass fed beef, um, just seeing all the effects that, uh, these hormones and antibiotics can have on our bodies, uh, dairy and the effects that that can have on um, injury and recovery and inflammation. So I just started eliminating all of these things that, that I found to be not very healthy and good for you. And I noticed a huge change in, in my body. Uh, not only physically did I notice myself leaning out, be able to get stronger, even at the age of you know, 50 and 51. Um, but I noticed my menopausal symptoms, uh, getting much better, uh, my sleep getting much better, my moods getting much better. I, uh, I felt like I was, uh, just so up and down like a roller coaster emotionally. And then I would always blame that, you know, on what I'd gone through with my mom, but, uh, you know, a lot of it was menopause too. And I think that when you don't eat right, it kind of just all gets magnified and made worse. So um, I noticed that when I started, especially when I started um, eliminating sugar and dairy, that I I noticed a huge difference. And even in my brain, I felt like I didn't have uh, 
um, like a brain fog. I felt more alert and, and um, just being able to, to handle, you know, I work out for about three hours a day. Um, I'm retired now, so I coach. Um, so I am thankful that I am fortunate enough to be able to have that luxury where I can just work out for that long period of time. Um, I know not everybody does with a full-time job and with kids and family. Um, but my husband and I are empty nesters. So, you know, I, I am, I'm thankful that I have that, um, that opportunity to be able to do that. So to be able to work out three, you know, hours a day, five days a week and do the type of workouts that, that we do in CrossFit. And I still keep adding my other, you know, endurance stuff in there. Like I still like to bike and run. And I mean, you have to eat good. You have to eat enough calories and you have to eat the right type of, uh, you know, you have to have your macros the right way to, to sustain you and, you know, keep you fueled and keep you feeling, you know, like you can handle the, you know, the workout and be able to recover properly. Right. And, uh, and, and just keep going. Uh, that's a big, big deal, you know, and. Absolutely. And, you know, Steve has had his fair share of uh, dealing with dairy when it comes to inflammation. Um, we've had some, some issues where we wanted to add in because uh, we had access to unpasteurized raw milk at a dairy close to us. And we were like, it's very healthy. So we're going to go get that. And we, we were drinking it all the time. And he got to where his arthritic knee just wouldn't move anymore. But I, but I didn't blame the dairy. I was in dairy denial. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's hard. It's hard. I understand that. Um, but I, I think that once you eliminate that and you see the difference, mm-hmm. that speaks for itself. Then you're like, okay, I, I actually feel different now that I don't do dairy. You know, I can tell a difference in, in my recovery. Yeah, absolutely. And for people on keto, when you start telling them, oh, maybe you, you shouldn't have the cheese, they're like, what? Yeah. You know, a cheese is like a staple food. Yeah. And it becomes difficult. But I know that you, um, I know I'd seen a while back when we're talking about inflammation and things like that and all the different things that you do, you had, a, a was it a shoulder injury? Yeah, I'm dealing with uh, I'm dealing that with that right now. And, um, but that's more of my own, uh, obsessive compulsive foolishness than I blame anything else. Um, I tend to have that personality and, and I was so gung ho in my mind thinking that after the open, when I made the top 200, um, I thought I've got to get those muscle ups before the qualifier they're so important. So I started working on those muscle ups at least four times a week. And my program had me doing them for 15, 20 minutes for three days a week. Well, what did I do? 45 minutes later, <laughs> 45 minutes later, I'm still trying to work on those muscle ups. And, and now I have some, you know, uh, now I have a strain in my lat that's affecting my rear deltoid. And that's now, uh, not a, uh, now I see, can't seem to pull over and turn over at all. Cause I'm so tight. Um, 
So that's that's more of my own stupidity. Um, uh, than, I don't know anyone else who would do something like that. <laughs> yeah. He always has to tell me, you need to take a rest day. Ah, see? So, yeah. I know. It's that rest and recovery that's so hard to do when you're excited about something. And when you see the challenge and you want to conquer something, right. it's very hard to pull that energy back sometimes. But do you find that after a rest day that you come back stronger? I do. And, yeah. and that's and, and it's something that I need to be more disciplined to do because as a coach, I know better. If my students were doing what I was doing, I would be upset with them. And I would try to reason with them and show them and try to direct them in a different way. Um, and yet for myself, I seem to either I'm overestimating my ability or I'm just completely blinded to my <laughs> stupidity. You know, I, 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 I just think to myself, Helen, you know better. You, you know better that rest is just as important. It's probably more important at my age to get the proper recovery so I can perform the right way and do the things that I love to do versus me going at it like I'm still in my 20s, you know? So it's, it's a lesson learned and. After one of my goals, and I'm very goal-oriented, so after the uh, online qualifier, which depends, you know, with my shoulder the way it is, my um, coach and I have decided that, you know, I'm not going to risk, you know, tearing anything. If, it's, if there's movements that are going to affect my shoulder, I'm just not going to do the workout um, because, like I said, I want this to be a long-term goal for me. This is long-term. This isn't something that, you know, I'm going to just do and, and quit. And knowing that, you know, obviously knowing that I can't do bar muscle-ups or ring muscle-ups and handstand walks, I'm not going to be going to the games anyways, you know, <laughs> I mean, you can't go without learning, knowing that stuff. So it's just smarter for me to just make sure that I stay healthy and then get the shoulder, you know, back to where it's supposed to be and then get into some, you know, get into my training again and focus on October for the next uh, open because we have two of them this year. So, oh, okay. Yeah, we have another open in October and that's going to be the original date from now on after this, uh, after the, uh, this one that just passed. It'll be October. Um, so I have six months to, you know, uh, go through this process again and then see, you know, think, hopefully I'll be able to make that top, 200 again and then hopefully by then you know I could have those bar muscle ups and ring muscle ups and and maybe be able to do a little bit more on my hands and you know hopefully be able to get a little further but um so we'll see we'll see but I've definitely been uh you know very keen on my nutrition especially around competitions and and especially around uh, training, you know, I definitely get a lot more serious about, you know, my calories being uh, upped, you know, I, I increase my fuel. Yeah. And then I'll uh, usually increase my, uh, I'll usually play around with the protein and uh, my carbs. And then I notice if I'm not, you know, if I'm seeing performance uh, decline, then I always will, you know, increase my fat intake. 
because that seems to do the trick. Um, increasing that fat um, seems to help me do better, perform better if I'm starting to see a, you know, a decline. And obviously making sure I just take the proper rest. I need to, I just need to be, you know, I need to coach myself it's great to hear you talk about, you know, uh, that you increase your fat when you, when you don't feel you have the energy because most people, and, and I know I was this way back when I used to do triathlon was I would, I would focus on increasing carbohydrates because that's been so pushed by just, you know, the, the general purposes of you should eat more carbs to have more energy. And, and as you age, you find out that's not, that's not actually true. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. It's the fat. You need the fat, and the fat will make a huge, huge difference in your performance, um, and 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 even in, in strength, and even in the way you look. You know, people think, no, no, I'm going to get fat by eating more fat. No, you're not. You're going to look great. You know, you're going to perform better and and get leaner, and because it's the right type of fats too. You know, you know I'm not going to you know eat you know. Terrible, you know, junkie stuff, you know. We're not out there scooping out Crisco out of a can and eating that. So we're talking, and and our listeners know healthy fats. They know what those are. If if they're new, they need to go back. (laughs) Go back and start at episode one. Um, We explain it all. But when you, you know, you talk about fat, one thing that I want to touch on that, or two things actually, is that when you add the fat versus upping the carbs a lot, we talked about your mom and, you know, my dad, everybody that listens to us knows that, uh, Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and all those neurodegenerative diseases are benefited by having more fat in the diet. Like if I had known what I know now, I would have really, my dad lived with me for the last two years and I would have been able to tweak his diet. It would have been difficult, but, you know, I would have been able to maybe make a difference there, but I didn't know there wasn't, I didn't have this information that I have now. And so for, for someone like us who looks at our family situation and sees that, oh, that could be us because it's so near to us. I think it's so important that we are upping those fats they're protective to our brain. Yes. Um, and well, then especially with Alzheimer's, that's yeah. so, so important. That's Absolutely. Important. Yeah. That and be something that can be, um, that could be changed, you know, by food that can yeah. be slowed down by food and eating the right food. And food is medicine. I get excited when I think about it because people just don't really have a clue you know, unfortunately, you know, and I'll ask you this because this was, it's part of my experience. Did anyone of the doctors that your mother had ever say, um, let's look at our diet? Never, never. It was always, let's give more medicine. Uh, it was, diet was never mentioned ever. Uh, food, lifestyle was never mentioned. Exercise was never mentioned. It was always pills and what more, uh, what medicine could we give on top of more medicine and more medicine. And I remember um, at one point, my mom, especially in the beginning, was so heavily medicated that I had to fight 
you know, with doctors to eliminate medication that was just unnecessary and was actually making her worse. And and it's just sad that in our society that you'd have to deal with medical doctors in that way. Um, They're just so used to just, especially in a nursing facility, they're just so used to just giving out the medication and making the patient as sedated and as, as, uh, you know, I guess as least difficult to Mm -hmm. them to maintain as possible it's an, and it's unfortunate but um yeah the medicine the food was something that basically I started looking at myself and researching and thinking what is going on and what is going to happen to me you know could this happen to me could this be passed down and and I don't mean that to sound selfish like I wasn't thinking of my mother of course I was but I was thinking that this is really hitting home and um you know, what, what's going on. And, and there was a interesting scenario with, um, with us because we, you know, in the, in the neighborhood that we grew up in, uh, when my parents migrated here, um, to, uh, Detroit, um, several, there's been at least three other Greek women who've had Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, and you know, we, grew up in the same area. So you just think of the environment and we grew up near a steel mill and um, we were just a few blocks away from that. And I mean, I don't know, I don't know all that stuff, but you know, they grew up eating a ton of processed food here in America. It was different than they were, you know, living in Greece. Yeah. It was so different than here. The new thing were, you know, everything processed. It was lunch meats and frozen dinners and Swanson stuff. And, you know, uh, and it was the trend. It was, you know, McDonald's and Burger King were such a new thing to everybody. And that's what yeah. they did. They got acclimated into the, our culture and started eating that way and didn't really think much else, you know. No, you didn't. And, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, you know, trying, you know, saying being selfish. And, and we know that you're not because it's important for you to understand and for all of us to understand how, where our society is going because, you are trying to get healthy and that's going to trickle down to your daughter, to your grandchildren. It's important for them, uh, you know, because uh, a perpetually bad diet is going to, going to make our species degenerate. Yes. And so if you're able to, to understand what real health is, then you can educate other people around you and in your family, because that's why we started this, our podcast uh, started our health coaching business is because we want people to be healthy. And that's why we love people like you, because you are the example that we try to put out there. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I, I would encourage your listeners to just try it. You know, I mean, what do they have to lose to try eating this way, to eliminate you know, the processed food, to eliminate the sugar, to maybe cut back on the cheese, maybe go with goat's cheese, you know, that's a little bit less, in, you know, flaming. Uh, um, exactly. So, but, but just to try it and give them, you know, give, give yourself 30, 40 days to see how it's going to change you because it might not happen like in a week or two. Um, sometimes, you know, certain bodies and certain, people, it takes longer than others, but at least give yourself that much time to see how food can change you, you know, from your eating to your sleeping, to your working out, to your aches and pains, even to your sex life as we get older, 
you know, that changes, our hormones change and, and, and uh, everything kind of goes against us. And, you know, with food and exercise, um, that can all, um, that could all be maintained and, and go well, you know, as we age and get, you know, older. And get, and get better. Uh, we, we talk about this on our podcast quite a bit is I, I had some testosterone issues, you know, five, four or five years ago where, where, uh, the, the action in the bedroom wasn't what it was before. And that was disappointing. And it's, it's come back and then some with us, you know, just adopting a healthy lifestyle with healthy foods. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that will make a huge difference. That alone should get people to be eating better. Yes. Don't you think? I know. It's like, really? This is, this is the cure for what ails you in the bedroom. Exactly. So, you know, a lot of times we feel like once we hit 40, um, your body is against you. Yes. Like it's fighting against you and that you are fighting upstream the rest of the way. And it really shouldn't be that way. Um, it's like we've all said here, it's really about the diet and it's what we're putting in because you, you touched on this a little while ago about menopause and hormones and all of that. You know, I have had so many people who have said, do you think it's my food? And I'm like, oh, Yes, it's our food because if you go out to your, you know, and we've said this a thousand times, if you go out to your car and you put anything other than the required fuel that it, it needs, whether it's diesel or gasoline, um, then it's not going to run properly. And that's the same way with our body. And when you talked about menopause, for women who are of our age, who are starting to see those symptoms and feel like their body is revolting against them. This is a way to, without medications, without, you know, jumping through hoops, you just start eating a little bit differently. And ironically, the food is delicious. So I don't know, sometimes I don't know what, what we're fighting against, you know. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. Some of the stuff that you post, I'm like, I've got to go out there and get me a steak. <laughs> you know, and I'm a carnivore, so I can eat steak every day, man. I love it. Yeah, that's what we pretty much do. And you know, it's like you're, you know, and I've had my share. I think you and I have chatted online a little bit about. Um, I was coming to you and saying, I've got this insomnia issue, <laughs> and we've talked about that because you do at this stage start feeling like yes. your body is just fighting against you. Men have the same issues. Um, we don't talk about it a lot in society, but men go through andropause. So this applies to men too, that they need to eat, drop the beer, pick up some fat and protein, the appropriate fats and protein, and you'll see a difference. For sure. Absolutely. And then couple that with some exercise. And, and, and I think that the, the misconception out there too, is that as we age, we stay away from weightlifting. People mm. get scared. They think, oh, I've got osteoporosis. I can't lift weights. No, you should be lifting weights. You should keep lifting weights. That's going to help you with osteoporosis, but it's also going to help you with your hormones. You know, you need to, you know, lift. And, and if you can lift heavy, because that's going to help get that uh, hormone surge that we need and, to, and we want, we need it and we need to keep it. And that'll help too. So it's just coupling those things together um, that 
that is just a great recipe that's so much better than getting medication. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, you know, eating good. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I do these nutrition seminars with people and I try to, you know, uh, I bring food so they can try it and see this stuff tastes great. It's not, you know, you're not depriving yourself of anything by eating right. You're actually benefiting yourself. And it's actually, to me, I find it so rewarding and pleasurable to eat uh, a good steak in a sweet potato or, you know, um, I mean, I put, I put, um, either grass fed butter or ghee on my steak, you know, and, and it's just, yeah. so cool. um, it's hard to sit down to that and say, Oh, this is terrible. I really don't like the way this tastes. I'd take some medicine, you know, I'd take some <laughs> cholesterol medication. It's like, it's just so different than what people have been taught through the years. And Absolutely. Educating people. We need to keep the word out. We need to keep, um, you know, getting this information out to people and having them try it, you know? Well, you know, at at this stage, I know you've been doing CrossFit, you said, since you were 49 and you've had some, a lot of other activity before, but I know as a coach, you probably see people come in all the time who've never done any of these things. Absolutely. And so for someone who is thinking of, hey, this is making me want to do some of this stuff. What would be your advice to someone who wants to get started? Oh, I would say yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what my advice with them to them would be is come try it and find the right CrossFit gym. Um, because I know that there's been so many misconceptions out there about CrossFit, that it's dangerous, it's intimidating, it's hard. Um, it can be um, intimidating and it can be hard, but it's not just for the elite athlete. That's the biggest misconception out there. It's not. Um, it's for anybody. Anybody at all could come try it. We can make a workout fit anybody's age or skill level. And we are trained to do that um, at CrossFit. So it's, it's something that every CrossFit coach is trained to do, should know how to do, and be able to guide someone um, very easily and, and, and show them how, you know, how fun it could be. You know, it, I, I have the, uh, the privilege of coaching at two CrossFit gyms. So they're um, quite a distance away from each other, and they're both different um, and they're both wonderful places. And both places have uh, athletes in their 60s and 70s and brand new people. Um, we have a lady at my one CrossFit gym who's um, been doing CrossFit longer than I have. And she comes in every morning and does the workouts to what she can do and what her body can do. She's not doing pull-ups. She's doing ring rows. And, you know, she's not doing, you know, handstand push-ups. She's doing, you know, push-ups on her knees. And, and she's getting a great workout and she's so inspiring, you know. And then at my other gym, we have, like, this amazing woman who's been um, uh, one of the online qualifying athletes. And she's... Um, like a competitive athlete at 67. And if you wow. see her, she looks amazing. This woman is ripped and looks like, looks like she'd be, you know, 20. <laughs> and what, she do you think, 
super good. Here's the thing. When people are out here looking for, oh, what's the next, you know, cream or ointment to help my wrinkles or to help me not age, all they got to do is pick up some weights, really. They need to move their body. So what, what I see in myself and in other people is that the more active you are, the younger you become. Yes. It is not, it's an anti-aging. Yeah, absolutely. Antidote. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And it's, it just, again, and it it goes so much even deeper, even deeper than our physical appearance. It's just mentally too. It helps us focus and think better. The hormones and the endorphins that we get um, help us too. So it's just all around. I think the way that we were supposed to, we were created to move. We were created to, to be active from beginning to end. We weren't created to just sit around and watch TV and be on our phones all day. You know, we were created to work hard and, 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 and do, you know, be active and do what you can out there. Find what it is that you like and just do it, whether it's Zumba if you like Zumba, do Zumba. Get out there and dance your heart away, you know? Yeah. If you like to bike ride, bike ride, you know? Uh, if you want to do CrossFit, do come in and do CrossFit. You know, there's so many things out there that'll just, that can help you stay active and functional. And that's the key. We don't want to end up in that nursing home. I do not want to end up in that nursing home like my mom. I want to do whatever I can naturally um, and in my own you know, it, the ability that I have to, to stay as active as possible and, 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 and healthy as possible so I can stay out of that situation, you know? Absolutely. And a lot of people have issue with saying, well, how do I stay motivated? And I think you would probably agree with this, that once you start doing something and you see changes, that's where the motivation comes from. Absolutely. Absolutely. Once you start feeling different and you start seeing you have more energy, you start sleeping better, you start looking better, you think, oh, all right, it's worth it. I'm going to get up even when I don't feel like it. I'm going to get up early. I'm going to go when I don't feel like going. Um, Like you and I do. We follow all these uh, amazing, inspirational people, too, and that keeps us motivated, too. See what they're doing, you know, and think, oh, if they can do it, I can do it. Absolutely. I'll go. Anybody can do it. I'll go on someone's Instagram and I'll like it and I'll see your name right there. (laughs) I love it. I know. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, we're following the same people. (laughs) Well, that's because we're we have the same passion. We have the same um, passion, the same goals, and the same um, ideas to get out there and communicate to people. You know, we want we want to you know we want to see people healthy and strong and and functioning and, and, you know, long until their eighties and nineties and beyond, you know, I get, you've been working hard the last, you've been really uh, kicking some butt lately. I'm I'm trying. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Have you seen her back muscles? Oh, she's made huge improvements over the past just six months. Well, Steve knows all the times I was out there crying saying, I can't do a pull up. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You're doing great. Keep doing it. You're doing so good. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, my coach here would just look at me and say, just do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just do it. How do I get better at pull-ups? You have to do pull-ups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So no, he, he coached a little bit better than that. But um, it's funny because I, I, I got frustrated yesterday because I couldn't do more weighted pull-ups. And then I had to remind myself not long I couldn't even do a pull-up. Yeah, exactly. And that's that motivation. You want to see more. Yes. But we have to talk about something really important. And that is your hair. My hair. <laughs> this is a big deal. Everybody who knows me is going to laugh right now when they hear this. <laughs> because well, I know from Instagram, your hair is always perfect. Oh. No one else I know can work out and have their hair stay perfect like Helen. <laughs> so funny. You know what? Everybody says that. My hair is like a wig. It doesn't move. It just stays the same. Um, I, uh, I, I had this conversation with someone. We had a new member join our CrossFit box uh, this week, and I had the privilege of working with them. They were in my class. And afterward, they said to me, how does your hair look so good? And I showed them my Instagram, and I said, I went back to the uh, – the New York City Marathon, and I showed them all the pictures they had taken of me running the marathon, and my hair looked like I had just had it done at a hair salon. <laughs> funny. People were yelling, your hair looks so good. I'm thinking, I wish I'd get paid for this. You know, nobody, you know, I'm like, I use all these products. Nobody even notices it, but everybody will comment on the hair. It's hilarious. It just doesn't I don't know what it That's is. So it's funny. I think it's the Greek. It's like real coarse. Uh -huh. And it just doesn't move. Once I fix it, it just, I will work out and I will work out hard. And then it just, I'll just like move it around and it just goes right back into place. You just, you just tell people that your, your hair trains as hard as you do. That's right. That's so, right. I've got it. It's always in shape. Yeah, yeah. Always in shape. And that is something that throughout all of it, it so people need to go follow you on, Insta on Instagram. Um, we're going to put a link to that. But they can see your hair is always the same. It's always perfect. No matter what workout you're doing, it's incredible. Probably when you do handstand walks, it's like you get right back up. It's just right back in place. And it's perfect. When they've taken, um, I've had people take pictures of me at a competition and you'll see the hair like flying in the air and then it just comes right back down. Oh, it's funny. But they awesome though. And my, uh, <laughs> I, and my, I've been growing it out. I've been trying, I had it shorter and I had a bad haircut and I've been, uh, so I've been trying to, you know, fix it from there. So it's We've all had the bad haircuts <laughs> before, so. <laughs> so. It's getting better, so. Yeah, thank uh, you. I appreciate it. Yes. So tell everyone if they're in your area, because you can drop into CrossFit gyms. Oh, absolutely. If you're in the Metro Detroit area, I uh, coach at CrossFit Downriver, and that's in Taylor, Michigan. It's near the airport, the uh, Detroit Metro Airport. And then I also uh, coach at uh, Big Bad CrossFit. Um, that's where my coach is at. And uh, that's in Novi, Michigan. So that's um, a little bit more north of uh, the Detroit area. So, yeah, I, I would say wet, northwest. Yeah. So um, both really great boxes, great people. And I feel privileged to be, uh, be coaching at both of them. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. My coach at North, at the Novi, uh, is, uh, really has a great chance of making it to the games. So hopefully he's in the yeah he's in the online qualifier as well, um, so hopefully um, 
he's much younger than me, but uh, hopefully it'll go well for him and he'll uh, make it. So I'll keep you posted on my Instagram. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because it's this weekend. So depending on how he does and, you know, how everyone else does, we'll see. So. So. Do you have anything else? Oh, it's been so exciting. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate this. Uh, well, we appreciate it because, you know, when you, when, when you find someone that you think that has something to say to other people, you, we, we really like having this platform to, um, to let someone like you share their story, had no idea about your mother. Um, again, I, I'm, my heart goes out to you there cause I identify with that. And, um, but that is such important information to get out to people that you can change your future. So, you know, just with food, it's so simple. It's people don't believe it. Exactly. And they just need to try it. Just try it, you know. You know, and we don't, we don't know what the future holds for all of us, but we know that we'll go down swinging. Exactly. You got that right. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's never too late to start. It's never too late to make a change. You know, it's never too late to start working out, you know, eating right, make a career change, whatever. It's just never too late. You know, we've, we can do it, you know, absolutely. Yeah. We need to keep that, um, you know, that mindset and we need to keep the, uh, older, generation i don't want to say older i'm still in denial but uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. people you know <laughs> empty nesters things yeah. like that people yeah. people who have opportunity now to do new things exactly well, when you feel great it's hard to feel old exactly You're you know right. and i know we always talk about how how awesome we feel and and we don't feel old and and it's clear talking to you that that you don't feel old either so you're not not at all. I try to, uh, I try to work out with all the young ones, you know, try to, you know, get, I try to compete with all the younger ones if I can, <laughs> you know, it keeps me motivated. That's um, great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again. Oh yeah. Well, to all of our listeners, um, do you have something you want to say? No, I mean, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We really appreciate her being here and that's, it's, you should take a lot from this. Absolutely. Well, I was going for your eat fat and prosper tagline, but oh, well. <laughs> I, love I love that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was trying to set you up. All right. And so, uh, um, I'll, I'll go with it. So we, Helen, we appreciate you being here. Um, we appreciate everyone listening. We hope everyone has a great day. Go out there, eat fat and prosper. Yes. Thanks for listening to the tactical kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to dtkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.